So I, I don't have a time machine to take us back to the fun of VBS. So you get me for the next few minutes to talk about the armor of God and putting it on. And every time I read these verses and I read put on, and it's, it's in these verses three or four times, I keep on going back to my kids, right? And, and just thinking about how they grow. Because uh, at first, when they are infants, they can't put anything on you got to do it all for them. you got the onesie, you got all the snaps, you got all the things. And if you're like me, oftentimes those didn't line up, and it was a struggle for me just to help them get dressed. And then as they got older, they, they wanted to do it on their own. And that armhole became a neck hole, and there's legs everywhere, and it takes a little bit of time for them to learn how to put on their clothes right, right? And so as we see Paul's words of put on the armor of God, we know that it's something we come back to quite often because the armor of God helps us have a visual of what God's done for us and what it means for our lives. And it's something that we can look at in a lot of different ways. And so as you look at your reading guide for this week, you're going to see there's some coloring options, there's some more in-depth looks at things, there's questions to ask, and it revolves around this idea because I think it's, it's just such a great visual for us. But Paul really starts us off with looking at the idea that there are two kingdoms. There, there's two things going on in the world around us. And as we look at this list, you can see it, right? You can see darkness in the world around us. You can see lies and evil and hate. And if you look at the news or you look at your news feed in Facebook or you look at Instagram or whatever it is where you look uh, to get kind of the, what's going on in the world around you, you're going to notice these things probably fairly easily. But on the other side of that, we know that there's a kingdom that's for us and not against us. There's a kingdom of love. There's a kingdom of forgiveness, right? And so this armor of God, as we put it on, as we learn what it means and, and what it means for us, and we put that on, it helps us look at the world just a little bit differently. Not through the lens of the kingdom of darkness, but through the lens of the kingdom of light and that love and forgiveness that we have received. So let's just take a look at that just a little bit, right? So be strong and put on the armor. So this is not something that's done lightly, but it's something that takes work, right? Medieval armor was not something that was light in and of itself, but it was hefty, right? It, 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 was, it was something that you had to work to do. So Paul in his writing is reminding the Christians in Ephesus, but then us as well, that yes, Jesus came for us. And for us to inwardly digest that, it takes some work on our part so that we can see through a lens of the kingdom of light and not through a lens of the kingdom of darkness. And so where do we start with that? 
we start with the belts of truth, right? So here is where Paul uh, cinches everything up. He says, you got you to gotta start with something that holds everything together. For Paul, time and time again, as he writes the churches and as he talks about his own life, that truth is the identity that he receives through Christ Jesus. That identity of being a loved and forgiven child of God that brings a hope for tomorrow is, is the truth that Paul comes back to time and time and time again. And he can do that because he has the realization of what Jesus did and that it wasn't just for the disciples who were around him, but it was for all of mankind. And so that identity that comes from Jesus on the cross and from an empty tomb and from ascending into heaven to be with God gives an identity that's a firm foundation. It's, it's not shakable. It's going to be there no matter what happens in our lives. And beyond knowing that truth of being a child of God, he says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. A breastplate was really meant to, to guard the vital organs, right? So if you have an identity that sinks in and you know who you are, that becomes a major part of, of your internal working. And so Paul wants the, the, the people here and for us to see this and say, hey, you know what? This is something to guard. This is who you are, and I don't want you to lose that. So put on the breastplate of righteousness so that you can hold it fast, and you know who you are and whose you are. Put on the shoes that given the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Right? We, we know what it is like to not live in peace. Yes. Um, if you have ever been around kids for more than a half hour, you, you have an idea of what chaos can bring, right? And, and so we, we have a sense. Also, if we just, you know, read a paper every once in a while, we have a sense that the world is not at peace. You got Ukraine and Russia conflict happening You've got trials that are happening all over our country. You've got all kinds of things that are telling us that the world is not at peace. But here we have Paul saying, no, fit yourself with the readiness of the gospel of peace. You see, that message of love and forgiveness that comes through Jesus is one that brings peace because as we, as we put it on, as we steady ourselves, as we take those steps with the gospel of peace on, it means that we recognize that no matter where we go, no matter where we go, the truth is that love and forgiveness goes with us. Right? Because how many of us go barefoot all the time? No, we, we put shoes on to get ready to go where we're going to go. And so as we do that, with this armor of God, and we equip ourselves with the gospel of peace, we see 
that the love and forgiveness that we've been shown can be shown to others. And that changes the story of chaos and unrest to one of peace. Because we don't go out and and aggravate and agitate, but we go out in a sense of love and forgiveness and sharing that gospel, that grace that covers us all. Put on a shield of faith. Now, this is kind of interesting to me, right? Because uh, if you watch any movies, right? Oftentimes, they either have a shield or they have a breastplate, but sometimes they don't, they don't do both at the same time because a shield is basically doing what a brace, breastplate is doing. It's, it's guarding internal organs just a little bit further away from the body. But here we have a sense that, that Paul wants us to note that our first defense, our first defense is not about us. The faith that we've been given, right, is the first thing that helps us. Having a triune God who loves us and cares about us is the first thing that keeps the arrows at bay. Now, the, the truth is, though, oftentimes some of those arrows get in. And if you're like me, they cause you to spiral a little bit into that realm of darkness and and that anxiety rises, and you don't know what to do, and you just keep on going and going and going. But having two defenses to keep your identity held within, I think is where Paul is going, to say, no matter what comes, no matter how many attacks happen, no matter what is happening in the world around you, you have you have a double-layered defense. And that double-layered defense really revolves around your identity as being a loved and forgiven child of God. The helmet of salvation, right? A helmet is going to protect your brain. And if our brain is working well... And we have this understanding that we are saved by the grace of God. Then once again, we go back to that identity. So all of this armor that Paul is pointing towards points us to the fact that we are children of God, loved and forgiven with a hope that comes in a way that only can come from God. And so in all of this, what, what are we supposed to do? I mean, it's good to be reminded of, right? It's good to look at it when we're little and we're going through VBS. It's good to look at it this morning. But overall, what, what is it that we are supposed to do? Well, I think as we ended VBS, they got it right. To train your brain. Right? Because we know that the world around us comes at us at a fast pace and comes at us with a lot of chaos, a lot of unrest, and a lot of darkness. And if we have not trained our brains to think about things 
in the way that Paul kind of describes within this armor of God, there's not the resilience to take on that pressure. And we bend and fold. But have no fear when that happens. There is love and forgiveness and a hope for tomorrow yet. But to get us through some of those things and to build that resilience, we have to train our brain. And so part of that is looking at Scripture over and over again so that it does uh, get in there and kind of solidifies where we look at it and, and what it is that it means to us. And because of the imagery that comes up with the armor of God, I think this is a great verse. To, these are great verses to memorize. So that when arrows are coming your way, you can say, oh yeah, that belt of truth, that identity that I have in Jesus is actually a real thing. And I've got the defense systems to, to withstand this. We are uh, connected with Emmanuel downtown to have Emmanuel St. Michael Lutheran School, right? And, and part of weekly activities that we have for our kids is memory work. And, and part of memory work is training your brain. Because what it does is it allows in those times of need for you not to scramble and to start flipping pages, but to have things that just come up to reassure you to remind you that your identity is held in Jesus and what he's done for us and how much God loves us and the hope we have in him. And so this week, my hope is, as you look at the armor of God and the other chapters that go along with this week's reading, that you're able to to find some verses that connect. And when you find those verses, don't just let them be and say, oh yeah, well that was good for today. But my hope is that you're able to find a way to just let them train your brain in a way that says, here is my identity and nothing is going to change that no matter what happens. And so, as we train our brain, we realize, and it is instilled in us, that we are dearly loved children of God. And that is my hope, is that you can train your brain this week just a little more. Amen.